Hello, and thank you for tuning in to Calvary Life DFW's weekly podcast. We hope that these messages encourage and inspire you in your personal journey with Jesus. Enjoy the message. So our, our series today is God, um, is God is Among Us. Emmanuel means God is among us. Amen. So the Lord kind of gave me an unusual text for Christmas. I'm very unusual. I was thinking I was going to get something, you know, some New Testament. You may be talking about the birth of, of Jesus and, and, and all that and something really, really fun, kind of easy to preach about. No, 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 no. That's not how our Lord works. So he gave me this. He brought me to this text, Psalms 23. Psalms 23. Like, that's not a Christmas message. (laughs) Lord, the people want to hear a Christmas message. What does Psalms 23 have to do with Christmas? We're going to talk about that. So I have a little subtitle today. It's Walking with God Through the Valley. Yeah, 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 yeah. Walking with God through the valley. So Psalms 23, we all know, you know, familiar scripture, right? Familiar text. You know, it's David singing in the valley. Singing to God in the valley. This is David's song to the Lord when he was in in the valley. And when it was hot, and he was hungry, and he was tired, but he was singing to God in the valley. Are you going with me? So this is David singing to God in a valley, the valley, the valley. You see, God walks with us through the valley. I don't know what's your valley. You may be in a valley today, a valley of uncertainty, a valley of fear, a valley of detours. Whatever it is, God is among us. See, the Bible speaks when the Bible speaks about mountains, it's, it's usually where we go up to a mountain and it talks about getting revelation from God, right? Really hearing his voice, revelation and awe of God. That's when we're on a mountaintop. It's beautiful because we feel really connected to God and he shows us some things, right? It's like, man, I feel like I'm the best preacher when I'm on the mountaintop, right? I get all this revelation. I feel like I get really connected to God. A lot, of the, a lot of us want to stay on the mountaintop, right? Because it's beautiful there. It's yeah. beautiful. That's when we, we're really close to God. But the valley is not like that. The valley is a little bit different. See, the mountaintop is where we go and meet God. But in the valley is where God comes to meet us. See, the valley is where God equips us. It's where he hones our gifts. Right? See, we get to know God better in the valley. We get to know him more in the valley. It's, when, it's where he fights battles with us. It's where he strengthens us. It's nice to be on a mountaintop, right? But you can't stay there. So eventually you will walk through a valley. You going with me? 
See, the valley is different. It's, it's where God develops us. It's where he shapes our attitudes. Amen? See, we get to know him better in the valley. See, after every mountaintop experience, there is a valley. You are either going into one, coming out of one, or in the midst of a valley. I don't know where you at right now, but if you're on top of the mountain, enjoy it right last. I hate to be the one to gossip, but eventually you're going to come down. Well, even Jesus came down from the mountain, right? Right? He was up on the mountain, got revelation. He beat up the enemy and came down and had to deal with us. <laughs> Pharisees, Sadducees, everybody. So eventually he had to come down from the mountain. Moses, right? He got revelation from a God. He came, revelation from God. He came down from the mountain. His face was all shiny. He was all spiritual and all that until he started talking to the people who just made a golden calf because he took too long on the mountaintop. So eventually he had to come down and deal with life. I'm not trying to discourage you. The mountaintop is great. It's wonderful. You get to know God on the mountaintop. Right? He gives you revelation, but the revelation he gives you is not for the mountain. It's for the valley. I mean, let's go. If you find yourself walking through a valley right now, let, let God teach you as he walks alongside of you. All right, so let's, let's read this famous text. In Psalms 23, this song that David was singing to God. He says, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I would fear no evil for you are with me your rod and your staff, that thy comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Amen. Yes. Oh, we know this is David. He wrote this beautiful psalm, right? So I, it doesn't really specify of, um, what part of his, what period of his life this was. But in reading this beautiful uh, psalms, it will, you, you would think that this was coming from a mature believer, right? So this is this is. I mean, just think, just look at the approach that he took. He took a personal and possessive view of just what God means to him, right? So he, he does something that we all should do in respect in God and who he is. He says these five words, these five words are crucial to our relationship with God. These five words, five, these five words were very important. Five, the Lord kept telling me five, five, five. Well, if you think about five in the Bible, what it symbolizes is God's grace, 
his goodness and his favor towards us. So these five words David emphasized in this text, five words that were extremely crucial to, to his relationship with God. He says, God, the Lord, he says, the Lord is my shepherd. The Lord is my shepherd. Like it was a conviction for David. He said, I don't know what God is to you. I don't know what he is to you, but to him, like David saying, the Lord is my shepherd. He said, before we can move on to anything else, I want, no matter what valley I'm walking through, no matter what, the Lord is my shepherd. If the Lord is not your shepherd, you will not experience the fullness of God. So it has to, you have to know that when you're walking through tough times, you must know that the Lord is your shepherd. And the Lord revealed this to me, and I, and I pondered this for a while, and it's like, you know, I've noticed some people receive God as their Savior, but not as, as their shepherd. There is a difference. There is a difference. God, they receive God as their Savior and not their shepherd. See, some people just want to be saved by God. God, get me out of this mess. But they don't want to be led by God. So if God is going to be your shepherd, you must deny yourself. You must completely surrender to him so that way he can direct your paths. Because see, some people live their life, just they get into mess and mess, never check in with God. But always want him to save them. Come, God, come clean this mess up for me. But if God is truly your shepherd, you must allow him to lead you. You must not be. David said it with such conviction. The Lord is my shepherd. I mean, I was just meditating on that. The Lord, and I was saying to myself, what does that mean for me? Is the Lord really my shepherd? If he is my shepherd, what does that mean? That means my life is not mine. It is his. Because he will lead me to his glory. He will lead me to something better. See, I want people to know that the glory of God is on my life. So he is my shepherd. It don't matter what I go through in life. The Lord is my shepherd. Is anyone going with me this morning? Come on, God's going to do some things today. If he is your shepherd, he will never let you down. He will never leave you. That means if God is your shepherd, he will always be with you. God among us. God among us. God among us. God among us. He will always, no matter what you're going through right now, he's saying to you, I am your shepherd. I will never leave my sheep hanging. God's saying that, I got you. 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 No matter what, I got you. No matter what you're going through, I got you. No matter what the past looks like, I got you. No matter what your past looks like, I got you. Because I know the future. I know the beginning, and I know the end, and I know the now. So I got you. I got you. God says, I got you. I got you. I got you. I am your shepherd. I got you. Look at your neighbor and say that God's got you. Come on. He's got you. He's got you. 
He's, he, uh, he has you. He's, your, your life is in good hands. Your life is in good hands. I don't know if you know that. If the Lord is your shepherd, that means your life is in good hands. Come on. I need somebody to shake some things up this morning. Come on, praise them. Come on, do something uncomfortable this morning. Amen? Come on, get out of that normal element this morning. This is a good time to shout and to praise him. Come on, this is, this is a good time. Come on, God fulfilled a promise during Christmas because he thought of us. He had us in mind. It is something to be excited about. It's, it's bigger than the plans that you have after this. It's bigger than what you've been through. It's, it's, he's, bigger, he's much bigger than the gift that you have under the tree. He is much bigger than that. He said, I'm the gift. It's about me right now. You have a reason to shout. Amen. See, some, see, some people need to confuse the enemy right now because he's saying, why are you praising him? Excuse me. Why are you so excited right now? Do you know everything that you've been through? See, somebody need to confuse the enemy and praise him anyway and praise God anyway. It don't matter. Praise him anyway because he's got me. It may not feel like it right now, but he's got me. It may, I may not see it right now, but he's got me. If somebody could just go with me this morning, God's going to move and shake some things up this morning. It's your fault for giving me three weeks off. The Lord is my shepherd. He is my shepherd. If he's your shepherd, you experience the fullness of God. See, if he's not your shepherd, he's in any. If he's not your shepherd, that's what creates lukewarmness. I, I'm going to keep going. I, I, maybe I say that for another service. Maybe Pastor Leona can um, preach about that or something. I, I, I keep going. I didn't mean to come out like that. The Lord is my shepherd. The Lord is my shepherd. David was so confident walking through a valley. That I'm, he's like, I'm content. God is, God is my shepherd. He got me. I'm, I'm good. The Lord is my shepherd. Why was David so confident? Right? And the Lord, why was he so confident? He talked about what the shepherd means to him. Right? He, he says, number one, he says, God provides. If you break down this, this text, you're saying, he was talking about how much God provides no matter the condition. He provides. Because he says, the Lord is my shepherd. I should not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. So wherever David was going, God provided for him along the way. You're on your way to a miracle. God will provide for you along the way. He says, he, he makes me lie down in green pastures. Now, so where David was, it, if, you, if you think about what the dic dictionary describes green pastures, make it look so beautiful, right, in a place of abundance, but that's not where David was. He was in the desert. It didn't look as beautiful, right? So, that, so, so David was referring to those dry seasons that God still provides, not just environment, but in our lives, right? So he was saying no matter the condition, um, um, God will still provide. He, see, God doesn't make us lie down in green pastures. The word green pastures, pasture means habitation, a dwelling place, a resting place. 
And see, when you think about a, a shepherd tending the sheep or leading the sheep, they always lead the sheep to a, a dwelling place, a place of safety, so that way they can be fed and, take, and taken care of us, right? So God will always provide a resting place for us. He is the Lord of hosts. He will always provide a resting place for us. Amen. So resting, uh, resting is so powerful when it comes to the Lord. A dwelling place, a resting place is so powerful because when we get that rest, it, he empowers us to do the work. So God causes us to rest, to rest so that way we can, he can empower us to do the work. And here's what the Lord's saying when you come into his dwelling place, when you come into an habitation, when you come into the resting place, he is going to rebuild, restore, and renew your strength. He is going to rebuild what was torn down in your life. He's going to rebuild what was broken in your life. I don't know what you're going through. He's saying that I'm looking at your past and I'm going to rebuild you better than you once were before. I'm going to rebuild. I'm going to rebuild and I'm going to restore. I'm going to read. Build. I'm going to rebuild with you. How many excited about that? God said, I'm going to rebuild. And Isaiah 61, 3 says, God, you have a purpose for these events. So there's all the things that I've been through in life. And I have faith in you to build me back better for your kingdom and to bring beauty from ashes. Come on. That is exciting right now. So whatever area uh, you may personally need mending or fixing, God has the ability to build you back, right? So for God to birth his dreams in our life, he must, we must know he, he has to build us up to a place where we recognize it's him and we only need him. Are you with me? So God's saying he's going to restore. He's going to restore. Come into my resting place. Lay down in green pastures. I'm going, I'm going to restore you. I'm going to restore you. I'm going to restore you. He says, I'm going to put the pieces back together. I'm going to put the pieces back together. Listen, listen to this uh, scripture here in Deuteronomy 30, uh, verse 3. This is the MSG uh, version. It's, God, your God, will restore everything you lost. He'll have compassion on you. He will come back and pick up the pieces from all the places you were scattered. No matter how far away you end up, God your God will get you out of there. Come on. So God's saying that I'm going to go back and pick up the pieces, the, the places that you were scattered, the, the, the places that you didn't have success, the, the, the places you felt like you, you failed at, areas in, in relationships. He said, I'm going to go back and pick up the pieces. I'm ha I have compassion on you. I'm going to go back and pick up the pieces. Isn't that wonderful? That a God of God, he will go back and pick up the pieces for us. All we need to do is give our life to him, surrender our lives to him. Let God pick up the pieces. He will pick up the pieces. He's doing a work in you right now. No matter what mistakes that you made, I'm going to pick up the pieces. I'm going to pick up the pieces. I'm going to rebuild you. I'm going to restore you. You will not look the same. You will not look the same. I'm going to build you back up. You are because I'm. You are made in my image. Anything that I make look good. Amen. So you will look. You will look really good. Let me. Let me have control right now. You will look good. I am your shepherd. 
I am your shepherd. I am your shepherd. Amen. I'm going to rebuild. I'm going to restore. And I'm going to renew your strength. I'm going to renew your strength. Come, come and lie down in green pastures. God's welcoming you to lie down and to rest in green pastures. I'm, I'm going I'm to renew your strength. I know you're a little bit tired right now, but I'm going to renew your strength like never before. You're going to get up more powerful. You're going to have those wings that you're going to fly right now, and you are destined to do great things. Come and lie down in green pastures. Take a season off and just lie down and allow me to minister to you. I see the wings that you have on you right now. You see, you may not see it right now, but I see it prophetically. Those wings are flying. You are destined to do great things. Here it comes. The wings are on you right now. Just come into my place of green pastures and lie down. Let me feed you my word. Let me feed you encouragement. Let me feed you right now. I'm going to renew your strength right now in the name of Jesus. Come on, give them some praise. Green pastures. Come lie down and rest in the green pastures. Come lie down and rest. I'm going to renew your strength. I'm going to rebuild you. I'm going to restore you, and I'm going to renew your strength. Come on, somebody. Give them some praise in this place. Hallelujah. So, and David started to talk about God's protection and its guidance. See, David wrote the entire uh, Psalms 23, metaphorically, with this in mind. He said, he's, when he talked about the valley, uh, let's go back to the text. Yeah, no, you need to listen, Siri. You need to, you need to get delivered. He says, although I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, so he, I notice he says, although I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, which tells me that valleys are uh, roots and shadows. Valleys are routes and shadows, right? They're a walk through. We walk through the valley. We walk through the valley. See, where David was, uh, he was in a uh, it was a, he was in a physical location. So he describing the shadow of death, the valley as a physical location. You know, it was a, it was a place. It was a road between where um, the, the road between Jerusalem, right? It was kind of a windy road that was very steep, and the shepherds had to take their flocks through it on the way to the fields, and the people would hide in, in the cave to uh, caves to steal the lambs to eat. Amen. So that's so so God, well, he was describing God as a shepherd, like because David knew about shepherding because he was a shepherd himself. So he knew that he had to protect the sheep. He had to protect the flock. Amen. So God, he was talking about God's protection walking through the valley. Right. See, God just just doesn't oversee the flocks. He intervenes when when the flock is in trouble. See, when you feel like, see, God is about us going from strength to strength. So when your strength ends, that's where he picks it up, right there. He says, he says, my, your weakness is made perfect in my strength. So when your strength, strength runs out, he said, don't worry about it, I pick up the pieces. I, pick, I, I, I do the rest, amen? So David was talking about God's 
protection here. You know, and he was just really just, I love the way he described the valley. He said valleys are just uh, 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 roots or a path that we must walk through to get to where God's telling us to go. And it's just a, a shadow, right? It's just the shadow. It's just things that we must overcome. So I don't know what you're struggling with right now when you're in the valley, but a valley is just something, a shadow is just something that may be in your way. Right? It just may be some emotional difficulty. It may be depression or whatever the case is. Like God's saying that it's just the shadow. This is nothing too big for him to overcome. So David was saying a, a valley is something that we walk through. So a valley is a temporary place. It's not designed for us to stay there. Right? So David didn't make the valley his permanent place. So I believe that David trusted God through the valley. Can you trust God through the valley? Allow him to walk with you and speak with you and lead you where you're supposed to go. You have a supposed to be happy place. Allow God to lead you there. So look, look at how David de described um, God's protection in this, in this guidance. He says, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I would fear no evil, for you are with me. He says, your rod and your staff, thy comfort me. Thy comfort me. That's amazing. Do I have anyone with a, 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 a cane or anything? No one, no one brought one for me today? That, yeah, there we go. He grabbed that, Josh. Grab that. Somebody just got, you're just grabbing the anointing of God right now. Just awesome. Awesome. He says, thy rod and thy staff comfort me. Rod, so the shepherds are known to carry a staff to keep the sheep from wandering, right? So our Heavenly Father has used this symbol of rod to, uh, or staff to illustrate his tender care. This is very important. His tender care, protection, guidance, and comfort over all his people, particularly those who are dwelling in the house of the Lord, right? Also, the rod and staff symbolize the authority of God. And so think about this, picture this, a God in heaven, right? David saying that his rod and his staff comforts me, right? So that means his rod, God uses the rod symbolically to uh, guide us to wherever we need to go. And then he uses it to protect us from any enemy, right, that tries to come in a way when you're on your path through the valley, right, and on the place, in the place that you're supposed to go. God's there protecting you. But he's saying, if your life is in my hands, if, you're, if you dwell in my house, God will always protect you and will always be guiding you along the way. Right. Amen. So picture a shepherd, right, tending the sheep and guiding them. And sometimes God, because he's such a loving God, but he needs to correct us. So not just protect us from the enemy, but to protect us from the enemy. Say that. Right, so sometimes God needs to protect us 
needs to protect us. Hey, 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 get out of there. Come on, move out of there. Go this way. I need you to go this way. Stop talking like that. Amen. This doesn't represent me. Come on, just speak life and not death. Speak life and not death. Amen. If, you, if God is your shepherd, you will have that conviction. And it's like, oh, God's saying speak life, not death. Go this way. Go that way. Get out of that mess. Go Get rid of those friends. They, they can't come with you. They can't interpret your dreams. Come on, go, 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 go this way, go this way. We need God sometimes to correct us. To correct us. This was awesome what David was saying. And toward the end of this text, he says, God, your goodness and mercy follows me. The wrath and the staff follows me. So when you dwell in the house of the Lord, his goodness and mercy follows you. Make sense? So dwell in the house of the Lord. God will always have his rod and his staff just guiding you and protecting you. Guiding you and protecting you. Guiding you and protecting you. Amen? Come on. I don't know why I had to use that, but I just... Felt good. (laughs) His his guide. He guides and protects. He guides and protects. You know, one of my favorite texts in the the Bible, scripture, however you want to say it, one of my favorite ones, and it's another set of five words. Another set of five words. One of my favorites, when it says, and it came to pass. And it came to pass. And it came to pass. So if you think about David's journey, walking through a valley, at some point, it will come to pass. That means when something old Something old will pass and something new will happen. So with God, after something passes, something's given. That means what was in the way of your blessing has passed. (laughs) So you have to pass the test in order to receive the blessing. And it came to pass. So maybe you've been praying about something and you're feeling like, like you, you've been struggling, and, but God's not answering your prayers. But the thing that you're struggling right now, God's saying that it's in a way, so it came to pass. Is anybody with me this morning? So here's the Lord was saying to someone today, so get ready, get ready, because by next week you will be yelling, and it came to pass. And it came to pass. It's been something that you've been asking him for. And you unexpectedly, he's saying that now is the time. And it came to pass. And it came. Some of you have been in the valley for a long time and you're not supposed to be there. God's saying that just give me your entire life and you will be yelling. And it came to pass. And it came to pass. Oh, I don't know about you, but that's exciting for me because this is something I've been praying for with this church. And the Lord whispered to me, he said, son, and it came to pass. 
to get ready. You're in that season where you will be yelling, and it came to pass. That is so exciting. That is so exciting. Come on, give God some praise. And it came to pass. And it came to pass. And it, weeping may endure for a moment, but tomorrow joy will come. In the morning, joy will come. In the morning, joy will come. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, joy's coming. And it came to pass. You have to endure just for a moment, but in the morning, joy will come. Amen. And it came to pass. In Luke 5, 1, it says this. And it came to pass that as the people pressed upon him to hear the word of God, he stood in the lake of Genesar. So in it came. So, so if, I love this word, what it says. And it came to pass, pass that as the people pressed upon him. They pressed upon him to hear the word of God. So what the Lord is telling us today, press upon me right now. Press upon me. You will experience the fullness of God. Press in. Lie down in your green pastures. Pray. Don't stop praying. Worship him like, like, like no other. Worship him. Press in. Press in with the in the, in the word of God. Press in. Press in with Jesus. Press in with your relationship with God. Amen. Press in. You will see the fruit of it. Amen. Amen. So you're saying, okay, pastor, all right, all right. It's all good and dandy and everything. But what does this, what does Psalm 23 have to do with Christmas? What does it have to do with Christmas? I want to hear Christmas message. Christmas. I'm going to hear some jingle bells, <laughs> silent night. I want you to talk about the birth of Jesus. What does Psalm 23 have to do with Christmas? <laughs> For all scripture points to and is fulfilled in Christ. Everything is about Jesus. Everything points to Jesus. So, so this day and during Christmas, the day that he was, he was born, Jesus was always there. He was always in the Old Testament. He was always there. Christmas was just his coming out party. <laughs> the prophets talked about Jesus all the time. Think about this. So although Jesus was the son of David, Right? Jesus was the son of David, which was promised in Ezekiel 34. So, so, so although Jesus was the son of David, but Jesus has always been David's shepherd. It's always been So Psalms 110.1 says this. Let's set it up with this. It says, you know, David was the man of God. He didn't worship any idols. Right? So he says here, the Lord said to my Lord. The Lord said to my Lord. <laughs> it sounds like two gods there. The Father and the Son. The Lord said to my Lord, sit at my right hand and I'll make your enemies your footstool. But here's, so could David have been talking about Jesus? Both, perhaps? 
right? Jesus has been there since day one. He's always been there, right? And so in what, uh, do I have another scripture up there where it talks about uh, Jesus the shepherd, uh, the good shepherd? Luke, is it a, do I have another scripture, you guys? And I have another one, All right? John, yes, John. We got that one? So is it John? All right, so John, John 7. So Jesus said to them, again, most assuredly, I say to you, I am the door of the sheep. All who ever came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not hear them. I am the door. <laughs> if anyone enters by me, he will be saved and will go in and out and find pasture. The thief does not come expect to steal and, and to kill and destroy. I have come. They, they may have life and they have, may have life more abundantly. And then it says this. Then it says this. It says this. It says this. It says this. I have come that they may have life and life more abundantly. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd gives his life to the sheep. Jesus is the good shepherd. So all scriptures point to and is fulfilled in Christ. Jesus said, I am the good shepherd. I am the good Jesus was always there. So what does Psalms 23 have to do with Christmas? It was pointing directly to Jesus. It was pointing right directly to Jesus. And, and, and think about what it, where it says, although I walk through the valley of the shadow, the shadow of death. So if you think about what Jesus stood for, what Jesus did for all of us, he took the sting out of death which makes it only a shadow. It's only a shadow. No matter what you're going through right now, no matter what valley you're going through, it may be difficult right now, it's only a shadow. It may look bleak. It may be like a, 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 impossible for God to deliver you from this, but he's saying that it's only a shadow. Jesus died for that. Whatever you're going through like right now, Jesus has died for that. It's only a shadow. It's only a shadow. Ma, is this okay? Yes, it is. Woo! God, so the Lord, what does the Lord want us to learn today? We must know, and we must make a decision today to make him our shepherd. He's your shepherd on the mountain. He should be your shepherd on your way to a valley. He should be your shepherd coming out of a valley. He should be your shepherd in the midst of a valley. The Lord is my shepherd. To me, that's a great Christmas message. You can just leave it at that. The Lord is my shepherd. The Lord is my shepherd. He provides for me. He protects me. He guides me. He leads me. He loves me. And his, his goodness and his mercies follow me. 
his goodness and his mercy follows me. He is a good, good shepherd. Jesus. This was Jesus' coming out party on Christmas. He's always been the shepherd. He was always the shepherd. Come on, stand We hope this message was impactful to you. If you would like to hear more, please remember to subscribe. For more information, you can visit our pages on both Facebook and Instagram. God bless you and have a great rest of the week.